Hey guys, welcome to It's a Bit Text Life. I'm Megan and I'm your co-host along with Sheena with Not Another Vet Nurse. And we are here to bring you vet information and client information for your pet and also for all of the people in the wonderful veterinary medicine community. We are here to be your support system and we want nothing more than to be able to reach out and help you back. So if you're ready, let's get started on another episode. Let's do it. This episode is a informational request by our amazing followers on Instagram and Facebook. We reached out asking you guys what breeds of dogs and cats that you wanted to know about. So, without further ado, we're finally releasing the first fan-requested episode, and it's about the Bengal cat. If you have not sent in a request for a breed that you want to know more about, please feel free to do so. We absolutely love it when you guys reach out. Also, if you have sent one in... We are working on them. I promise we will get your breed and it will be released soon. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hey guys, this is Megan, one of your hosts from It's a Vet Tech's Life. I wanted to take a quick second and tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And trust me, I've tried several others. So believe me when I say it is the easiest. It's completely free. There's also creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, so it's great for busy people on the go like me. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, so we actually had posted on our stories asking for our followers to tell us what breeds of cats and dogs they wanted to know more about. One of the requested breeds for cats was a Bengal, and this cat is just strikingly beautiful. It's one of my favorites. It um literally looks like somebody's taken a paintbrush and just delicately made lines all over its little body for its markings. It's beautiful. Yeah. They look like little like mini leopards. Yeah. They do. Actually, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because in the 1970s, scientists crossed the small wild Asian leopard cat yeah. with short-haired domestic cats in an attempt to introduce the wild cat's natural immunity to feline leukemia into the pet population. Oh, wow. That didn't go too well. (laughs) The project itself did fail. The resulting hybrid caught the interest of several American fanciers. So the result of this failed experiment was the Bengal cat. Hmm. Wow. So I found that pretty interesting because I didn't know that. I I didn't either. I mean, I always did wonder how we got domestic cats, but uh, I'm going to guess that's probably how. Yeah. In a series of selective breeding programs, crosses were achieved between the hybrids and various pedigree domestic cats, including the Abyssinian, Bombay, British Shorthair, and Egyptian Mao. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Huh. The outcome was the Bengal. Originally called the Leopardette, and it was officially accepted as a new breed in the 1980s. Wow. I didn't know it had been around that long. That's crazy. 
I know. I, I didn't really know. I, I just thought cats had been around forever. <laughs> but it, it's funny when you get into the breed that you learn these things. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't really learn about specific breeds in school. In when you're in tech school Mm-mm. or anything, like <laughs> it's not something you get into. Yeah, no, it's not. So it's really interesting that it's not something that's really taught in tech mm-hmm. school. But yet, when I first started working in the field, I would hear other techs go, "Oh, that's classic Siamese, or that's classic Beagles, or oh. you know, that's a classic lab yeah. for you." And I'm like, "What is like?" I'm just like, I know these breeds, but what does this mean? So I went home and I went to Amazon and I bought a bunch of breed books and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to know what the crap they're talking about next time. That's smart. I wish I did that. That's how I've actually learned about different breeds and things like that is just because I thought it was interesting and especially with cats. I didn't know much about Mm -hmm. cats. And so when they're like, oh, well, that's a classic tabby for you. Number one, that's a color. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, yeah. that's why I did that because they would say these things and I'm like, well, maybe that's something I need to know about, you know, these cats and know their different personalities and what they're predisposed yeah. to. Yeah, that's true. So as I mentioned before, um, the Bengal cat has a magnificently patterned coat mm-hmm. and a very large muscular frame. So it kind of brings a little bit of the jungle into the living mm-hmm. room. Despite its wild ancestry, there is nothing unsafe about the Bengal. It's delightfully affectionate. It does have a lot of energy and is best suited for like experienced cat owners. But it's friendly by nature and always wants to be at the heart of its family. And it definitely needs company, both physical activity and mental stimulation. A bored Bengal will be unhappy and quite possibly destructive. It sounds like it's a small dog. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> um, and actually, to be crossed with you know the Asian leopard cat and everything, I actually thought that they came from Asia. Mm-hmm. But their place of origin is the United States. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. They're very low on, like, they don't need much grooming. They're very low on the grooming scale. And their weight can range anywhere from 12 to 22 pounds. 22? Wow. Yeah. Wow. I guess it depends on what they were crossed yeah. with. So their color patterns, they have brown, seal sepia, and snow colors and spotted marble classic or pointed links like a tabby mm-hmm. pattern. The snow marble is really cool. I've seen it once. I don't think I've ever seen that. It was it was in kind of a cat. Somebody said that they had found it and I think it was like kind of a equivalent of like a mutt in a dog, but it happened to have a bingle characteristics. Mm-hmm. Because it definitely, we all agreed, even the vet agreed that there had to be some sort of bingle in it for the type of markings yeah. it had. But, I mean, if somebody bought a bingle, they're not just going to throw it out. Right, no. So, it, it was a little it was a little weird situation trying to figure out what exactly happened to this cat. Hmm. But it ended up with this really nice lady. And that's how I learned about the snow marble. Because this cat had spots on it. And that's what she was explaining to me. The Bengal has a very soft, short coat. And it can be either spotted or dramatic swirling marble pattern. Mm. Which is what I was talking about when I said that this cat looked like somebody had literally taken a paintbrush. And just kind of painted all of its markings on very delicately. And a snow-colored coat usually indicates Burmese or Siamese ancestry. Mm. I can see that. Mm-hmm. And actually, if you kind of look, it's like I have the book in front of me and I'm looking at this cat's stance. 
certain stances kind of remind me of Siamese in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, one way that we kind of figured out that it must have had some sort of bingle in it was by the fact that its body was long and substantially built, but it had a thick, low-set tail and large, round paws. Hmm. And also, it had, like, mascara markings around its eyes, very prominent cheekbones, uh-huh. strong, muscular legs, and its head is longer than it was wide. Wow. That was the big huh. one. Another indication of a bingle is round-tipped, relatively short ears with wide bases. Uh-huh. Those are, like, the distinguishing features. Yeah. But I found that very, very interesting. And this cat was very friendly and had lots of personality. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think I've ever met a mean one. They're just, like you said, lots of person- personality. Lots. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I was said, if I had to, if I had to buy a cat, it would be a bingle mm-hmm. because they are so vibrant with their personality. Yeah. They really, really are. But their um their ancestry is very interesting how they were made to attempt to kind of combat feline leukemia. I didn't know that um wild cats have natural immunity to it. I didn't either. I find that interesting. I know. Huh. Wow. But it really makes me want to look up um the types of cats that they were crossed with too, like the Bombay and things like that. Yeah. Because you know me, I'm like convinced that my cat has some sort of Bombay in her just by her coloring and her eyes. Is she's a black cat? Yeah. Yeah. The one I sent you the pictures of? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with pedigree cats, I mean, any cat really, um, but Bengals, they have varying incidences of health problems that may be genetic in nature as most animals do. Bengals are generally healthy, but the following diseases have been seen in the breed. Um, so it looks like distal neuropathy, a nervous system disorder that causes weakness. Uh, it can occur in Bengals as early as one year of age. Fortunately, many cats recover on their own, although a few relapse. Um, flat-chested kitten syndrome, a deformity that can range from mild to severe. Kittens who survive to adulthood usually show no signs once they reach maturity. Uh, hip dysplasia, uh, which in severe cases can cause lameness. Um, this is kind of a, a cat thing to me in general, but hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, a form of heart disease that is heritable in some breeds. Um, basically, that's an enlarged heart. Uh, patellar luxation, a hereditary dislocation of the kneecap that can range from mild to severe. Uh, severe cases can be alleviated with surgery. Interesting that a cat would be predisposed to that. Mm-hmm. Um, progressive retinal atrophy, a degenerative eye disease. Um, yeah. Wow. So yeah, they're, you know, like most any animal, I guess, can have issues. Um, that's kind of what these guys are more prone to having. Yeah. Well, and they're and being mixed with so many different things that, I mean, that kind of pulls from what these other breeds are predisposed to, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. But um, some fun little quick facts. Um, the Bengals coat can have hairs with an iridescent sheen, making oh. it look as if it's been sprinkled with glitter. Oh, now that's my kind of cat. Exactly. So if you are <laughs> apparently like both of us and are a little bit extra, this is the cat for you. <laughs> Oh, I know what I want for Christmas. All I want for Christmas is the bingo under the tree. 
<laughs> Some oh. Bengals are actually fond of playing in water. So you oh. may find your cat fishing out of the aquarium if you're not careful if you get a bingle. Uh-oh. They're sneaky little little turds. But, you know, they're intelligent, highly active, and constantly on the move. They do love to climb. Mm. They enjoy playing fetch, going for walks on leashes, and thrive best when they have access to large outdoor enclosures where they can indulge in the favorite feline hobby of bird watching. Oh, my gosh. This goes back to it's just a small dog. Basically. <laughs> just like the chihuahua I have. Yeah, basically. It's probably bigger, actually, but... It is. Their <laughs> weight range is bigger than the dog. Yeah. Well, you said up to 22 pounds. Like 12 is the lowest weight for the Bengals. And when he got to eight, they're like, he's obese. Oh. So he has to stay at a healthy six. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's crazy, though, that he plays, that they can play fetch. I've never seen a cat do that, although I'm sure some people have. But yeah, one of our, um, office cat that one of the places I used to work if we bought up a piece of paper it would bat that thing around for hours hmm. but if you only had like a bought up piece of paper it would just like bat it around and chase it wow huh mm-hmm. so I actually have seen a cat play fetch like they actually bring the toy back or they just go catch it I'm trying to remember I think he brought it back okay because I used to have cats that would go get it but then they would walk off with it and I'm like we're only we're like sometimes he walked off here yeah like i'm not really interested in that game i wanted you to bring it back yeah like he, he might would bring it back once or twice but if you kept throwing it he was like you know what you got it this time <laughs> you threw it. it yeah oh man but yeah i really want a bingle now me too and a sparkly one please yeah i'll take the extra sparkly one <laughs> i want my bingle with a side of sparkle well, yeah, pretty much. But yeah, I mean, if you love a cat with an exotic look, but without, you know, the size and danger of a wild cat, the Bengal is definitely for you. I would definitely recommend getting a Bengal if that's what you like in a cat. Yeah, they're not going to be cheap, though. So save up your pennies. Yeah, that's true. Did you know that only 44% of dogs and 47% of cats in American homes come from animal shelters and rescue groups? The unique qualities of each and every shelter pet add up to an incredible bond between every shelter pet and parent. Hi guys, it's me, Megan, one of your hosts from It's a Vet Tech's Life. I want to take a minute from the show and continue talking to you about this charity for shelter pets. Because while every shelter pet is unique, some love a good game of fetch, others would rather snuggle together on the couch, but... There is one thing they all have in common. They're all pure love. Right now, millions of pets in shelters and rescues across the country are waiting to be adopted. If you're thinking about getting a pet this holiday season, make sure to visit the shelterpetproject.org. This is brought to you by the Ad Council, Maddie's Fun, and the Humane Society of the United States. Thank you guys so much. Remember, adopt, don't shop. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of It's a Vet Tech's Life. And we really appreciate it. And we hope we can reach out and help people through this and educate people as well. If you have any 
questions or if you want to get your thoughts on the show about you know your job what you're going through or a funny story about an animal um please go to anchor.fm backslash it's a vet sex life and leave us a voice message on there or you can go to my instagram it's at Megs, M-E-G-G-S underscore Noel N-O-E-L and leave me a message on there but as mentioned before in previous episodes there are some community rules please be positive and happy and you know if you have a sad situation you're working through that's perfectly fine and we're here for that but no negativity no haters no room for that we're here to bring people happiness and also, don't mention clinics or client names. Yes, confidentiality. Confidentiality. But if you want to reach out to the group itself, Sheena, what's the, yes. hash, or the handle? Our handle is not another vet nurse. That's Instagram and Facebook. So you'll be able to find us on either one. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And can't wait to do another episode for you guys. Bye. Bye.